Get your snacks, your drinks, and your smokes, and get ready, because Lost Boys Cypher Circle is back in session. Welcome back. This is Lost Boys Cypher Circle. If you didn't know, now you do. This is home of all things artistic. Uh, if you got a song, a poem, a story, uh, or just a conversation you want to have, or some artwork you want to show off, this is the place to come get your thoughts and your feelings heard, um, free of judgment. And uh, just have a really cool, chill uh, conversation with some really cool, chill, talented people. Uh, if you're interested in coming on the show, you can message me uh, at Dylan Lawler on Facebook um, or email me at lostboy420x at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go subscribe to the show uh, or follow the show on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, Amazon, iHeart, Pandora, Samsung, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Um, and that is, oh, also, we are we have a new segment on the show. We have been putting out um, episodes of, so keep an eye out for those. They're called Deep Cuts. They're episodes where I take you a little bit deeper uh, by being able to have a one-on-one conversation with our artists um, and just being able to talk to them for longer than I get to on the actual show. Um, so keep an eye out for those. They're a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing them. Um, and yeah, um, before I get into the show, I always like to kind of give a little, um, shout out to the mental health community and kind of anybody who's struggling, which is pretty much everybody right now. Um, and just say, keep your heads up. Um, there've been tough times before there've been dark times before we will get, we've been, we've gotten through this before we will get through this again. Um, and there's always something to talk to. If you'd like to talk to me, you can always message me. Um, there's always a friend or a coworker or somebody that you might not think that cares that does care. Um, and if none of those work for you, you can also reach out to, thank you, Brandon, you had it up on the screen. Uh, go ahead. Uh, the, the 98 lifeline crisis, they have, um, trained professionals on hand, um, to give you some guidance and talk you through some things. Um, there's also betterhelp.com, um, and they will hook you up with an online therapist, um, and if you don't like the therapist, they'll switch you out and until you find out or until you find someone you do like. Um, so I hope someone finds some help and some guidance out there with those resources. And, uh, with that being said, that was a mouthful in my little Spider-Man water bottle. Um, that being said, you can also donate to us if you want to. Um, it would be much appreciated. Anything from 10 cents to $10. Um, cash app, Venmo, PayPal, lost boy, four twenty X. Don't forget the X. Um, and, uh, if you want to say anything during the show, ask us any questions, anything at all, drop your comments, drop your questions down below. Thank you very much. Let's move on with the show and get to our first guest of the night. He is our newest guest on the show. His name is David Buford or he, as he goes by in the poetry community, total poetry. He's a poet and digital marketing, marketing director. Um, he has, uh, about 10 years of experience in marketing and sales. Uh, he creates advertisements, flyers, graphic designs, that kind of stuff, um, for himself and for other people. Um, he's a really dope poet. I've heard a lot of his stuff. Um, and I've known him for a long time, longer than I've been doing this show, longer than I, I honestly, I think I've known him for like a good three, four years now. I'm not, I'm not really sure. But, um, anyway, you can follow him on Facebook at total poetry or on TikTok um, at total poetry. And I think he might've, he might've created another TikTok too, that he has, I have up on his flyer. So I'm going to play that and I'll get him up here. Poetry is a gift for that. I will not boast because in this life we must set aside our gifts and do what matters most. 
But oh, to dream, what a life, wouldn't it be grand to make a life free from strife right from the palm of your hand? But these are things that only in dreams that one can understand. So until the day I find a way to draw such a plan, I'll be right here another year doing what I can. Hey, man, how you doing tonight? I am doing wonderful, man. How are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm getting over being sick. I've been sick for quite a while. I went right from having a cold to having a stomach bug, but you know, I'm getting over it and it's good. The show must go on. I went from work to the show, man. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That's, that's how we do it. I've, I've had to, uh, I, I was actually supposed to work today, but I called out because I was puking last night, literally 24 hours ago. I was puking. Um, but I was like, if I'm not puking by nine o'clock tonight, I'm still doing the show. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm here, I'm ready. And, uh, I'm excited I to have you on, my, man. Like I said, I got my name coffee okay. with me and, uh, yeah, we're, we're ready, to, yeah. ready, ready to roll, man. Ready to roll. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, we can, we can remember everything perfectly. That's all. Yeah, yeah no, but, you're, you're good. I mean, <laughs> um, but like I was saying, man, I, I've, I, we, we've been talking for, for, quite a few years now um you, oh yeah you helped out, you, yeah you helped me out with quite a quite a bit and and um giving me a lot of advice and a lot of guidance so i first of all i really appreciate that and i it's so great to have you finally have you on like i've wanted to have you right. on since the very first episode and i i, I remember that i remember that yeah <laughs> yeah i know i know life life is complicated there's actually a few people still and i've been doing this for I mean, I think like six, seven months now, and there's a few people who still I've wanted to have on that I have not been able to get the chance to have on, but it is great to finally get you uh, on here, man. So um, I, I introduced you a little bit, but if you want to talk a little bit about yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do, by all means. Yeah, so, uh, so, so my name is David Buford. I go by Total Poetry. Um, I've been writing poetry since I was seven years old. Um, whenever I was a kid, I went to a foster home, got beat inside of a foster home and developed a really, really, really bad stuttering problem. And so speech was not my strong suit. So I turned to writing. And so everything that I did was inside writing. So I got really, really, really good at writing because I got good at, you know, technicals of writing. I was able to, to write things like, you know, emotion and so on and so forth. And 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 put that into like a, a verbal a verbal text you know and uh, so people people read my writing now and they're like wow like 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 it feels like the writing is like it feels like i'm i'm ac i'm actually there you know what i mean and so you know and uh i don't know it's just you know i write i write poetry a lot because again you know i don't i don't stutter as much as i used to but every every once in a while it comes back and so but but yeah i never i never lost the love for just writing you know and uh i've been i've been writing poetry for quite some time since i was about between seven and 11 11 years old and i'm almost 40 now so it's been, oh, that's, it's that's been great man and i love and i love that it started out as a coping mechanism for you and that's that's kind of how i got my start too is um, so I, I, when I was in, I think like fourth grade, um, I had a, uh, guidance counselor who, um, 
suggested to me, he was like, why don't we write a book? And I was like, and in my mind, even like, it, it seemed crazy to me because I was like, I'm, I'm 10 years old. What do you mean write a book? And he's like, well, let's write a book. We'll write a book about anger management and we'll, and, and, you know, controlling your, your emotions and just, um, dealing with anxiety and stress and how to, and how to get through it or whatever for kids. And we'll, and maybe that will help you. So we wrote it and he did most of the typing while I kind of like, um, verbally, um, you know, you know, told him what I wanted or whatever. But, um, I, I eventually took it. Um, I think it was like next year in like fifth grade or sixth grade. And I started writing more and more and more on it. And I had like this, I, I had, I mean, it had to be over 50 to 60 pages, which for a 10, 11 year old. Um, yeah, I mean, it, exactly. To me, 50, 60 pages. That was a, that's a book. I mean, when I'm, yeah. when I'm 10 yeah. or 11, that's, that's, yeah. um, and that, and it was a self-help book. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, it started out as like a, a coping mechanism for me too. So I definitely, definitely appreciated that. And that's kind of why I do like the, the whole mental health. Uh, I focus on the mental health aspect of the show. Um, not because not every poem is about it's really, really, really important to focus on mental health, though, because yeah. you know, especially, especially nowadays. I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many young teens that lose their dang lives to just stress and anxiety. You know what I mean? And you know, I, you know, I was always told, you know, you know, don't take life too seriously. Nobody gets out alive. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Which, which obviously is true, right? You know, because at one point we're all, we're all gonna our numbers, our numbers can actually come up, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that we should rush the dang, the dang, the dang process. You know what I mean? So, you right. know, you know, and, and so, and so I've, I've actually reached out to a lot of people, you know, that were, that were going through, you know, bad, bad, bad situations and, and really, and really help them, help them, help them, help them get, you know, back, back onto, onto track, you know, because I mean, it's sad, you know, you, you see, you see people that, you know, are, you know, they lost, they lost their dang house. They lost the kid. They lost, you know, I mean, and, and it's like for, for some people, they don't know how to cope with that. You know what I mean? And, right. and so, and when that every, everyone around you is just saying, I feel bad for you, you're, for you, your loss, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really help. You know what I mean? And, no. and now, 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 now I know, I know that, that they're, they're trying to be kind and whatnot, but, but to, to the person that just now lost a son or a daughter or a mother or a father, you know what I mean? They're like, and know. that's kind of why, and that's kind of why I say what I say is we've, we've had dark times before this too shall pass. We've been through this before. Yeah, we've been through times before. And, and I heard a great quote on one of the shows I was watching the other day. Um, and it, and he, one of the characters said, um, the humans can recover from just about anything. We can go through the toughest shit in the world and we can get over it. All we have to do is survive physically. All, all that has to be is we, our heart has to be beating and we can get over pretty much fucking anything. I mean, oh, yeah, exactly. there, with, with the exceptions, you're not, you we, we are not one of the species that has the ability to grow our legs back or like grow a limb back. But I'm saying like to a certain extent mentally and to a certain extent physically, because we are very resilient. 
we have the ability, as long as we, our heart is still beating to recover from just about anything. Um, especially, especially mental abuse and, and, um, tragedy and whatnot is we'll always carry it. We'll always carry it with us. It'll always be part of us, but we have the ability to grow and and be, become stronger from it. As long as we're still alive, what what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Literally. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, man. So I definitely, I definitely appreciate you being, um, uh, like focusing on, the mental I've heard a lot of your stuff and, and, and you definitely like, um, it, it resonates with me. It resonates with me. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot of your stuff resonates with me emotionally and, um, the stuff there's, you talk about and just, there's stuff um, I would like to write, but I can't write it. Well, I can write it. I just cannot actually post it because like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's but, like trigger warning and a freaking half, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I have, I have a few of them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, you know, I wish, you know, but, you know, yeah. No, just, I, I feel you, man. I feel you. But um, what's the, what's the one you're going to be doing for us tonight? Uh, uh, the first three. One. I sent you three. Um, I'm trying to remember the ones that I sent you. My bad. You sent me uh, the gift, the carnival, the and Perfect. you want to do the gift? We'll do, okay. we'll do the gift. The gift. All right. Uh, okay. All right, sounds good. I'll, uh, I'm going to drop myself out of here and I'll let you get The gift. A baby is innocent, pure, and true, showered with gifts when the mother is due. The baby is held, loved, and adored. What a precious gift you got from the Lord. You love your gift and hold it tight. You keep it safe day and night. Day by day, time will pass until your baby is grown at last. This gift you got years before, you'll give to another for rich or for poor. And if you raise your little gift well, the Lord will give them a gift as well. And if you pass on all that was taught, your legend lives on through the gift that you got. Shit, man. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, I, re- I really like that. And um, I, I think I've talked to you about this uh, in our personal chat. My mom passed away a few years ago. Um, and just ever since she passed away, like there's just, I've just thought about all these, uh, and a really good friend of mine, um, looked at me when she passed away and she said, listen, Dylan, she gave you all the tools you need. She gave you all the tools you need. You just need to figure out how to use them. Um, and just like, and, uh, that, so that really resonated with me. It really like you know, what, what, what we, what we pass on to our children becomes not only our legacy, but their legacy as their well. Legacy, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I like and, that. Well, 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 the thing is, I, I mean, I mean, think about all the things that you do now because she did it whenever you was a kid. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, you know, uh, you know, whenever, whenever kids, kids are over, you know, and the door is left open. You know, the first thing you hear, are you like born in, uh, born in a dang barn? You know what I mean? Why? Yeah. Yeah. I say, oh, oh man, I, I say so many of the things my mom used <laughs> yeah. to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh God. Oh yeah, God. I, I, I find myself, I'm like, oh, I sound like my <laughs> fucking mother. I sound like my mother. Yeah. Especially when I'm dealing, especially when I'm dealing with children. Especially yeah. when I'm dealing with children. Yeah, it's because- like. No, don't do that. Don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, don't what make do me mean? get. 
Don't make me count to three. Fucking <laughs> yeah. What do you mean Jimmy told you to do it? If Jimmy told you to jump off of a bridge, would you do it? Well, no. <laughs> right, yeah. right. You know? So yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's you know, we learn, we learn, we learn, you know, and you know, whenever whenever I was a kid, I thought, you know, that you know, my my mother and father had everything figured out. Just like, you know, whenever any anybody's a kid growing up, they think their mom their mom and dad has everything figured out. And then here being, you know. You know, 30, 39 years old, having two kids myself, I'm like, they didn't have everything figured out. They just wanted to make it look, look, look to us that they had everything figured out. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And that's, I mean, yeah. And that's, and that's part of being a parent is kind of, you know, being stronger for your kids and and showing them, showing them that, that, you know, you can, you can be strong through tough times, even because I mean, these things I saw my mom struggle and I saw like, but I, I, every parent, every kid to a certain age sort of thinks of their parent as a superhero. And then they kind of find out that their parents not invincible, that the parents not Superman. Um, and there's that like hint of realization that can either go one of two ways. It either goes, it turns into deep resentment because, Mm -hmm on some deep level this and 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 it happens a lot especially when kids turn 18 and they move out or whatever this deep resentment on some level you feel like you were lied to for so many years like this person you thought this person was invincible and indestructible and could protect you no matter what and then you find out they're not and it's like finding out about santa claus it's like on some deep level you feel like you've been betrayed um and or you can go the other way and like i did and kind of just realize like wow, my, my, you know, my, my parent was, was human just like me. And, and that like, and and kind of, I still look at my mom as a superhero even more than I did knowing, because here's the thing about superheroes. They're just without the spider bite or the radio radioactive shit. They're still heroes because the radioactive bite or whatever is not what made them heroes. And that's what I kind of realized about, um, my mom is that it was her resilience and her and and her mental fortitude that made her a superhero, um, quote unquote. Um, so yeah, I I really resonated with that poem, man. I really appreciate it. Um, I want to bring uh these other guests up and see what they thought about it. Um, James, what do you think? I, I thought it was great. I, I liked the rhythm. I liked the uh, I liked the uh, structure, the rhymes. It was good. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Leanne, I know you had some uh well, you were I, having some Wi-Fi issues. Did, were you able to catch the piece? Man, no. But if you if you will text it, man, I will be glad to read it. Absolutely. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. you're good. No, we we understand. <laughs> but yeah man thank you thank you for sharing that with us uh we appreciate it and um i'll catch you again in a few minutes for uh your okay. next piece oh all right cool all right guys that brings us to our second guest of the night um mr james hamilton um he i believe he is currently or soon to be doing poetry events um in wisconsin and possibly another state i'll let you i'll let him tell you about it um he's also a regular on the new york new york that is a combination between new york and puerto rican um new york 
Poets Cafe show um, most Mondays um, if he's not on the road. Uh, you can find that at newyurican.org. Um, he is also part of a community, um, multiple community outreach projects uh, to support recovering addicts um, in the um, addiction community. Um, and he has multiple poetry books out on Amazon right now. Um, so go check those out. Um, and if you want to follow him, you can also find him on Facebook at James Hamilton author or subscribe to him on YouTube at James Hamilton 8243. Now let's play his flyer and get him up here. Hey, what's up? How you what's doing? going on, doing? Hey, I appreciate you coming back on. Great to have you, and everyone loved our fucking deep cuts episode, man. Um, my dad, my dad especially. I wanted to tell you, my dad wanted to give you a shout out. He like he super vibes with your style, really likes all your work, and um, is really wants to check out your your books and stuff. So um, yeah, he, he wanted me to. He wanted to me to deliver that message next time i saw you like he uh he's really vibing with your style and and i was i, I don't know if he's able to watch tonight because he might be working but um he definitely told me to let let him know next time you're on so yeah we um, can we connected we connected on facebook yeah he seems like oh, a cool good. guy yeah oh that's cool that's yeah. cool Seems like a cool That's guy. Good. Yeah, I've, I've been out on the road. So uh, today's Saturday. So I had four events this past week, and this is my third podcast. So I've been, I'm a little bit tired, but but uh, oh, I wasn't going to miss this for nothing, man. This has been on my calendar all week, checked off. So hell yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. I, like I said, I was, uh, I was puking 24 hours ago, but it's on my calendar every week. I sit my ass in this chair and I get it done. And, uh, you know, to me, it's not really like a, not a chore. It, it, it's, it is a little tiring, um, especially when I'm recovering from being sick to get everything set up and whatnot. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's worth it because it's not a chore to me. It's, it's, it's fun and it's something I really enjoy doing and just hanging out with people and talking and, and getting to know people and, and experiencing all this different kind of art and, uh. It, it inspires me. I'm mean, right now lately. I haven't been writing much because I've been sick and that's not very conducive to writing mentally or physically, but, um, yeah, no, I, I, I keep persisting with the show each week after week. So you have to, man. I, that's what, when, I, when I talk to other traveling poets and stuff and I tell them stories like that, they're like, shut the fuck up, James, you got to pay your dues. So you're paying your dues. You're out there. You're dedicated. You're doing what you do and you got to pay your dues, man. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I definitely appreciate everything you're doing, not, not only like in poetry and, and whatnot, but in the, in the addiction community and, uh, and just being out, going out on the road. Did, did I get that right? Wisconsin, you're going out to Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm, out, I'm out in Wisconsin. Last night we had a big slam in, uh, in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, right on the shores of Lake Michigan at a place called Harbor Lights. It was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. I, I mean, I cannot wait and I don't want to, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but one day I tell you there will be a stage with a lost boys banner on it and there will be a live there, there will be live shows in person. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, the one, one day we'll, we'll be able to get people to fly out and, and do, do shows. So that's, that's the, 
I am going to get out that way. I'm telling you, I'm going to get out that way. It's going to happen here, maybe six, eight months, but it's going to happen. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, that's definitely a goal. I have a, I have another friend. She's a guest on the show that, um, like she helps produce or runs a company that produces, um, live events and whatnot. And she contacted me a while ago about doing something, uh, maybe next year. Um, in, I, I can't remember what state anyway. Uh, she, there's, there's a live event that she's planning and she wanted, lost boys as part of it um and since since she invited me to that i've kind of been looking into my own uh but i i live in a very small town so it's hard to kind of uh get that kind of thing started around here um but there's some things i've been looking into and i definitely uh definitely would like to get out and do some live shows even if it's like going to other people's live shows and performing and whatnot um that's always been that's always been a dream of mine I mean, all you got to do is start, man. I tell you, when I started, I would tell people, they're like, I don't know, we got a small, but I'd be like, dude, I will come to your living room and stand on your couch and do this shit. You know, if it, if it means sharing the word, I don't, I don't care. And that's how that's it started. Amazing. Now I'm getting bigger and bigger venues and, uh, and things are, things are happening a little bit faster, but you know, same message, same principle. I will go anywhere to read, man. I, I love sharing the word. Hell Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, so how how long have you been performing? How long have you been performing on? So I, I've been so I would go to readings and stuff like that, but I'd say I've been full time performing, uh, you know, fifteen well between twelve and fifteen nights a month since like last June. Um, really out and about and doing as many as as many as I can. Combination of open mics and then like this year we got April National Poetry Month. My fifth book will be out on April 2nd, Impressions of a Bougie Homeless Guy, um, drops on April 2nd. And I've got a whole bunch of like bookshop type appearances and signings and things like that um, to help, you know, promote that in, in addition to uh, uh, open mic schedule and some paid features at art centers, some workshops, a bunch of other stuff. Oh, dude, that's dope. And that's a, that's a super dope title. That's an interesting title. I'm interested to see what that's about. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, dude, that's that's super dope. It sounds like you got your schedule fucking packed. So I'm, I'm starting in April. It gets pretty crazy, and and I like I said, I hope it gets crazier. I'd love to be doing regional stuff here by the end of the year, definitely. That'd be awesome, dude. I appreciate you taking the time to come out and and do stuff on here, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what uh, what are you gonna? What's the first one you're gonna be doing with us tonight? So the one I got queued up here is closer to the street. So. Um, I don't know how many we're going to do, but I'll do that one. It's the first one on my teleprompter. So, All right, cool. I'll drop myself out of here. All right, sounds good. Black Top, <clears throat> Precinct Beat Braveheart, Devil Dog Bag Behind on My Back, Angel Dusted Vitamin B and Imitation THC Pocket Candy Wine Raging in My Pack, Sexy Sugar Goth Beats Ring in My Ears, Constant soprano shrill and tinny, and through candy sanitized vapor smoke, a kindred god fog clouds my eyes. Dropping wisdom as space junk floats in my tears. Here, standing, mirrored. I shout to conjure some misanthropic fueled rhetoric, insults I can throw back at the world, the world I call you. And I drool, 
chewing on forage mint leaves, drinking hot water tea in a corner store bathroom while I pee and pray for something different, something I probably don't need, some fresh idea or conflicting way, anti-matter for what is the matter with everything I see wrong with the way, for everything I have to take, for sporting my adrenaline-fueled synapse space, social views on my sleeve. It's true, I am alive irreverent over the edge and on the fringe of public death energy massage to panhandle for truth adjacent normal beside the rest mm, patronize pity handle and exalt me while you watch me bleed and i'll spit on the soil of your prejudiced land while you bump my fist afraid all the time i'll steal your rings or the watch off your wrist thinking you got over and up and that everything other than me is somehow better. Soup to nuts, A to Z, your society's beliefs. Our alphabets sport the same letters, yo, and it turns out you are the prisoner. Better, better, and better all the time, never best, see? My body might be shaken, tired, soiled, and homeless, but my heart frequency, my aura essence, and my soul roam free. So I will stay here in my place, vibrating there without a home and forever closer to the street. Damn, bro. That shit with your, you go hard with those metaphors. I, I, I'm, I, you are by far one of the most, uh, I, I can't even figure out uh, a, a good word. Um, I, cause I, I don't want to say, like metaphorical, but you are, you are very, very good with, um, metaphors and, and the way you paint these, you take, have a way of paint, taking these vivid pictures and tying them to concrete ideas and, or, or these concrete uh, pictures and tying them to ab abstract ideas rather. Um, and it is, um, honestly mind boggling, um, and, and frankly hard to keep up with. And, that piece is one of those pieces that I'm going to have to go back and read and pick apart because there were so many lines that I was stuck on. Um, and then you got to the next one and I was like, oh man, well, that and, and that like each line in this piece is a poem in and of itself. Each metaphor and each simile in this piece is a, is a po is, is poetic, um, in its, in and of itself, um, and deserves a whole breakdown. Um, but from your own words, um, what was this piece kind of about and, and what inspired it? It's just, uh, you know, I, uh, we talked a little bit about drug addiction and stuff. Homelessness is another thing. It's a pet project, you know, a pet uh, uh, thing for me. We've got entirely too many people in this country um, that, that don't have a place to call home. You know, the bougie homeless kind of thing is is homeless but you know if you're crashing on somebody's couch for a couple of months you're homeless man you know and there's just entirely too many people so the in closer to the street here i just got this dude who is you know spending time in the bathroom of a convenience store um you know doing his thing drinking hot water with uh, forged mint leaves and doing what he does while he takes a leak with his backpack on and shit and just uh bitching about the world as it is you know I love your I love your imagery and it kind of reminds me um you did a piece on my uh on, on the deep cuts episode 
um, where it was this, the, you painted this like scenery of the, that guy in the, the gas yeah, station who was drinking, yeah, yeah. drinking the milk or whatever. And like, that's what you have such a way of painting this, such a vivid picture. Um, and then tying these vivid, I, I have a piece that I'm working on that I started after our deep cuts episode. Um, and I actually, well, I won't give away too much about the piece before I'm done writing it and it comes out. But uh, basically, I, 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 a few weeks after our Deep Cuts episode, I went to the ER um, and I was sitting there kind of watching um, all the people around me. Um, and I kind of had one of those kind of introspective moments um, about where you kind of you analyze yourself and then you kind of analyze the people around you and, and how society or their personal situations or whatever has gotten them to this place in time. And, and, you know, there, there's this, you know, there's this guy complaining that he's in pain, but he's not actually in pain. He just wants drugs. And then there's this other guy who actually wants pain, but neither of them get the help they need um, because they both are complaining in the same exact manner. And you never know what's, and it, I just, yeah. um, you have inspired me with your with your imagery about the outside world and the way you look at it to um, use my surroundings um, as inspiration for my own uh, poetry. So I really yeah, like you know, that. The thing is, I believe we pay attention, we connect. A uh, guy on a radio show this past week asked me, he says, what's your process? So, you know, how do you write? I said, I pay attention. I wait for the universe to send something down and then I write it down. <laughs> you know, and that's about it. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. You gotta. You. Uh, I was talking to. Uh, well, I've I've probably talked to a few artists about this. Um, but I was talking to an artist. I believe it was last week about um, sort of channeling and channeling. Uh, all of us, whether we play guitar or we write poems or we write songs or whatever, we. I believe that we're all kind of channeling the same force. We're all channeling this one artistic force um uh and, and we're kind of just conduits for the universe to to spit it out through us and so you you gotta you gotta be listening and you gotta be waiting and you gotta be open to that energy and that flow of um creativity and inspiration from the universe um yeah most definitely yeah i mean i i was uh talking to another artist and how some of the best things come out at like 3 a.m. because sometimes that's when the universe just decides to strike you with something, you know, you wake you up from a dead sleep and just, Oh, I gotta, I gotta write this down. Yeah. It happens to me. I dictate in the middle of the night I get up. So I'm getting older. So I get up two, three times a night to take a leak and uh, you know, it, it'll happen. I will dictate something into the phone that I don't even remember till the next morning. Yeah. And I wake up and go, Oh, how about that? You know, yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's been some of my best stuff is I've written it down um half awake or just like not even uh, or or while I'm at work like thinking about other stuff just jotted it down real quick and then gone on with the rest of my day at work and forgotten about it and then gotten home later or when I'm looking through my Google Docs I see a line and I'm like when did I write that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um and and then I'll and I'll take that line and I'll just build off it and expand it. Uh and it's, that's sometimes the best best stuff in the world. Um, to, I mean, one, a few of my pieces and one in particular that comes to mind, speaking to demons is one of my favorite ones that I've ever done. And I talk about it so much. People are probably tired of hearing me talk about it, but, um, the first line of it 
it goes, uh, listen up, Dylan. I'm talking to you. It's three in the morning. It's dark, dark in our room. Go put on your coat and put on your shoes, pull up your hood. Now let's walk in the moon. And I wrote that years ago, just literally walking down the street with my hood up at night, just, and I pulled out my, and I was like, pulling my hood and I was walking. And I wrote it down and I wrote that three, four years ago. And I, just wrote speaking to demons. Uh, I mean, four months ago, I took that line that had been just, I had been stuck in my head for years. And I was just like, cause that's something I really, uh, that gets me in a, the headspace to write is going outside at night and walking something about walking at night, uh, walking in, in during the day too, but something about walking at night puts me in a, in a headspace to write. And that, that one line just stuck with me for years. And then I decided to build off it and it became one of the best things I ever wrote. So, uh, cool. yeah. Yeah, well, dude, cool. that that was awesome. I I want to uh, I want to see what David thinks about it, and I don't know if Leanne caught it, but uh, what's up, guys? Dude, that think? was that was awesome. So so I love yeah, I love the love way it. that that you that you made everything punch. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was that was. I like you know. metaphors. Oh yeah, that too, that too. But but like I don't know, it it's like. I don't know, it struck me as like it seemed it seemed more emotional and more heartfelt than what that it seemed i guess right mm-hmm. but I, I don't know it's it, it like like the it just it just hit hard extremely hard i loved it thank you i loved it mm-hmm. thank you yeah. absolutely thank you thank you for sharing it with us we appreciate it man we'll catch you again in a few minutes for your next piece all right, we're we are uh, gonna bring Miss Leanne up here. Uh, I've been wanting to get her up for a few weeks. We finally got her on. Uh, hopefully, her Wi-Fi holds out well enough for us to keep her on here. And uh, yeah, y'all can follow her at Leanne K Don Hetzel. I believe that's how you pronounce that on Facebook. Uh, she's a super dope poet. She's been on here a few times before. She's been on here since uh, I think like the first their second show somewhere around there. Uh, so she's, she's one of the, one of our, uh, one of the OGs, one of the lost boy OGs. Let's uh, play her flyer and get her up here. Angels come, angels go. Why they come, we don't know. To bring us happiness, joy, and sorrow. Some come fast, some come slow. Through the rain, the sleet, and snow. So many angels in this world. So many angels we adore. Angels come and angels go. Angels come and angels go. I love that fucking poem. I love that. It's so short, but it's, it's so good. It's so good. Thank you. So, so how are you doing are tonight? You? I'm good. I'm good. I, I know there's a little bit of lag with your Wi-Fi. There is a lot. <laughs> I'm having a little, it, little technical difficulty. Yeah, it's okay. We'll we'll get through it and we'll be able, we'll still be able to hear your piece. Um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll be fine. So anyway, how you doing tonight? If you want to talk a little bit about yourself, tell us for those of us who don't know you, I mean, you've been here before, but you know, feel free to. Well, um, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Uh, my name's Leanne. I am 35, about to be 36. been writing since I was like 11 or 12. Um, and it all started off whenever my grandfather died and then my aunt Amanda died and I just, um, 
a way to get my feelings out into the real world. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. I, and I, I, like I said, when I was saying to David, like that is what this thing is like, what our poetry and what our, our, our art, whether you, like I said, whether you play guitar, write um, poems or write songs or whatever, it's, it's a therapy and it's a, and it's an outlet and it's a coping mechanism for us before it, before anything. Um, and the thing I try to do by sharing it with other people is just kind of, um, help other people cope and, and, and inspire other people to use it as their coping mechanism and whatnot. So I, re I really appreciate that. Right. Cause we all got to get our feelings and emotions out. We all, we all need to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, anyway, what is the uh, what's the first piece you're going to be doing for us tonight? Sorry about the lag, guys. Um, um I'm going to do a long time no see. Okay. All right. I'll drop myself out of here and let you get to it. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, stranger. Long time no see. How you doing? It's been years. Stressing out feelings of fear i needed you more than ever and you just up and disappeared every day i think back when we sat on the pier we used to stare at the stars think of life where we would have been at in a few years now all i do is drink my beer wishing for you to be near i'll wait for you till the end of time Across all the seven seas, even if I was deaf and blind. You're no stranger. You're just an old dear friend of mine. I miss you all the all the damn time. I'll wait for you. Why? Because you're mine. You make me shine, even if I'm having a hard time. You're the motherfucker I wish to see reality or even in my my dreams. We come from the same types of family. I get you and you get me. Others think they know, but they don't see behind the scenes. I'll wait for you for all the eternity because I love you and know you love me. And know deep down we can be happy and finally be free. That's what I truly do believe. And that is that piece. I There's a little bit of lag. I don't know when she finished it based on when I finished hearing it or when you guys finished hearing it. But that was a wonderful piece. I love the rhyme scheme. 
Um, I love the emotion in it, and I definitely connect with um, missing friends and and having lost lost friends and family members um, that I, I think about every single day. Um, so yeah, I, I really appreciate that poem, and I really love the rhyme scheme. Um, when did you write that, and what inspired it? Hello, can you still hear us? Oh, I think we're having some technical difficulties here, unfortunately. I, between yesterday and today, right? Um, I actually ran into one of my old homies that I grew up. Yeah, can you hear me? Um, Leanne, you're, you're cutting out a little bit. You're good? breaking up. Uh, kind of. I think you're. Yeah, I think you're okay now. As long, I think just keep it steady. Um, is that good? Am I good? Yeah, I can hear you. You're coming through. Um, so when 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 did you write that piece? Kind of. <laughs> Between last night and today. Oh, okay. So it's a it's a new piece. Okay, and what inspired it? Um, I ran into a long lost friend. We'll say it that way. A long lost friend, right? That I've known for like 20, 30 years, something like that. So we grew up together. Like whatever, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely get that feeling. I, I've, uh, I live, like I said, I live in a small town, so it's easy to run into people that, uh, people don't go far, uh, especially in this state. I mean, even if you move to another town, like it's easy to run into somebody, um, and you can run into somebody you haven't seen in like 10 years. Uh, I get that all the time. Um, and it, uh, it takes me back like to a certain part of my life and like, uh, depending on the person I mean or what part of my life I was in at the time, you know, um, it can have a different effect. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that poem and I really like the rhyme scheme of it. That's really awesome. And, and for, especially uh, you've just wrote that as for a new piece. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, I'm going to bring these other guests up to see what they thought about it. Thank you. Worth the wait. Worth the wait. I agree with Dylan. The rhyme scheme was good, and um, I, I am. I always. Uh, it's tough for me when I write something that day, or or, or when it's when it's what we call new shit. Um, you know, to uh, to come out and, and debut it, especially on a live stream. So I give you props for that too. So that's tough. Definitely. I mean, I love I love the rhyme scheme. I love I love the way that that you can actually picture like like the whole the whole the whole feeling in it you know um i loved it i loved it it's great great piece and and trust me for me for me having you know a stuttering problem and so on and so forth you know to to be to be able to come up here and just read it i mean that's that's amazing 
amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Writing, writing and performing are com- two completely different talents and they both, yeah, both deserve equal praise. Um, and, and not of, not everybody realizes that not everybody that can write can perform and not everybody that can perform can write. Um, and it's very hard to do both. Um, and it takes talent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. We appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, hopefully if your Wi-Fi holds in there, we'll catch you again for your second piece. All right. That is going to bring us right on back to Mr. David here. Mr. Total Poetry. What's up, man? So, you know, you got- I was I was looking online, right? I figured out I have a total of 247,511 followers. Goddamn. Yeah. It's a lot, right? Hell yeah, man. And I was like, Jesus. Uh, of course, I mean... You have to you have to understand though I write in every single genre of poetry, right? So I have I have like 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 some like one hundred and eleven thousand followers of my erotic poetry, and then I have I have other you know I got I got I think I think a little over four thousand on my total poetry page, and Wait, then uh, the the first one did you what what was the first one? Erotic poetry. Oh okay okay yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one was yeah. that's is that one on Facebook or yes, yes it is. Yes, it I is. forgot to plug I, I forgot to plug that yeah. one. Yeah. My bad. I'm oh, sorry, no, no, man. No, no, man. But uh Listen, good. Yeah, that that's more that's more for you know so so I don't I don't accept anybody on there that isn't that isn't eighteen or older. You know what I mean? Okay, so it's know, a, because, okay. because it, it's really it's really age restricted, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, so when I put my videos up, um, now I don't, um, I haven't had any underage, um, guests as of yet, but I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. Like if a high schooler wants to come on and do something, actually, no, that's yeah. not true. My sister, my sister is 14. I've had her on. She comes down and she'll like do a surprise piece or whatever. Um, but I'm not opposed to it, but I do when I like, um, posted and everything I do market as, um, like explicit content, um, yeah. on the, on the YouTube feeds and everything like that. Um, because okay. it is like, we do talk about, and I, and I give a trigger warning, which, oh man, that's, a, I forgot my trigger warning at the beginning of my show. Usually we do a trigger warning, um, saying basically if anything upsets you, we apologize and we are, um, we will not be insulted if you click out of the show and stop watching anything can it trigger? Cause you know, you never know what's going to trigger somebody. And we talk about oh. a lot of, you know, you know, uh, with the whole mental health thing, we talk yeah. about a lot of dark stuff sometimes, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, that's why I try to put like a trigger warning and, and I mark it as explicit content. Um, because we, it's, it's mostly adults on here, but like I said, if, if, you know, like, cause I, like I said, I was writing when I was in high school and I would have loved the chance to be on a show like this. So if a right. high schooler like me wants to come on here. I'm not, I'm, I'm completely open to that because I was that high schooler, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. no, it is, it's mostly an adult show. Um, and no, but I, I like that you have, uh, like the two different where you can, cause, cause well, on well, that well, show, well, cause on, on that like, one, you can probably do a lot of, a lot more shit. Well, like, well, oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So, well, the thing is like, you know, you know, I write, I write in genre of, 
of love and love lost and 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 you know you know birthday and and probably about a little over 739 categories you know so you know and and year year to date i think i've wrote a little over 11,000 poems god so, damn that's yeah. That, yeah. that's a hefty yeah. number that's a hefty yeah. number uh, i i cannot claim i cannot claim nearly that much <laughs> I, I i don't yeah. know how many i've written but i know that it's not that much i know that it can't even be close um, i wrote i write i write a lot <laughs> I write yeah on. wow that's that's crazy dude that's that is a lot um yeah i mean and you you've shared you've shared a lot of your stuff with me too i i, I really yeah. like your stuff um but yeah and, and i mean i i go on your i go on your uh tiktok and whatnot and there is like videos of you like reciting pieces but it is this is the first time i've actually gotten to like hear you perform a piece and read um yeah, yeah. i mean it's it, dude trust me for me, for me, this is all, this is all by memory. I'm not, I'm, I don't have anything in front of me. This is just what that I remember. You That's know what I mean? dope because uh, I so. can't, I can't, I can't say that either. I, I have my notes of all the people who are coming on the show tonight. I have my freaking notes of all the pieces we're going to be doing tonight. I have my own piece pulled up. I have it all. I, I, I'm ADHD as fuck. I can't remember shit. I, I have it all pulled up in front of me. Well, see, see, I, I did, I did, I did ghostwriting for like rap, rap music a lot, and so, so I write, I write a lot of, a lot of rap, and so that's you know, you know, another, another key thing is remembering, you know, you know. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'll be, I'll be driving at work, you know, doing, doing uh, security, and I'll just think of something, and I'm like, shit, you know, <laughs> you know. So then I'll go to I'll go to my dang Google Docs on my my dang phone and just start jotting it down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. uh, and it's like man, like 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 inspiration strikes at the worst moments. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. Okay. Most of most of the greatest poems I ever wrote were at like between two and four a.m. Yep. And, yeah. Like I was, yeah. Like we were talking about just like <laughs> in the middle of the night or fucking yeah. or while I'm at work and I just need to go and jot something down. Yeah, man. That's, for some reason, that's like that's when the universe likes to hit us with shit. Yeah. yeah. Not when we're sitting down trying to write. Not when we're like, okay, I've carved out an hour. I'm gonna sit here with my computer or my phone or my notepad. I'm gonna get it done. When you sit, because for me, when I do that, fucking nothing. It all goes blank. I'm like, uh, like. Well, it, see, it, I I don't I don't I don't have that have that 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 in luxury. My mind no. never goes blank, ever. I mean, might not I have to go blank necessarily, but it's kind of like when you've been <laughs> studying for a test and you know all the answers, but then like when the when the question's in front of you, it's like you can't think of it, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No. I definitely so, get so, that. Yeah, I wanted. To, I wanted. I wanted to do uh, cell phones breaking up families. Cell phones breaking up families. All right. Well, that's uh. No, you're good. Um. Yeah, no, I uh, obviously I can already tell what this one's going to be about, but I'm excited for it, and I'm going to uh, drop myself out of here and get ready for it. All right. Cell phones breaking up families. So sad but true for some, their phone became their number one. They look and scroll the screen, not paying attention to anything. 
just sitting with paralyzed sight while children kick, scream, and fight for just an ounce of your of your of your affection till the battery dies and all that lies is just a reflection. But muted ears can't hear the tears born of rejection. So then they scramble to grasp a hound. So then, sorry. So then, then they scramble to grasp a handle on life's misdirection. But it's too late. Life can't always patiently wait on your phone's vacation. And this is the crisis that slowly entices most of most of our population. Yep. And that was cell phones breaking up families. Dude, I really like that. It, oh, and and the words and the met this one line I tried to I tried I tried to jot it down, but I was like kind of like writing with one hand while I was um can you run me through that line again? Muted ears, uh and muted ears. ears born of rejection. Yeah. That is such a good line, man. That is so good. That muted ears can hear the ears. Border, oh, that is so good. Yeah, and and the sentiment of it is so true, man. I mean, even when we're fucking, even when it's like a family movie night, we're all here sitting on our phones, or we're, if it's a date. I mean, I try to put my phone away for those times. Um, but like yeah. we're all we're all victims. We're all all victims of the screen. Like it, it is enticed us and just controlled our whole lives. We literally yeah. we're starting. You know, we're scared of this whole uh, Elon Musk, like, Neuralink thing. But, yeah. uh, and I've heard him talk about it, and he and he makes a good point. Elon Musk has said that we really are already cyborgs. The only difference between us, the Neuralink, us actually being cyborgs, and now is the data transfer being slower. I have to actually pick up my phone to search whatever I want to search instead of just do 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 which... Now, don't get me wrong. I am not for implanting chips in people's brains. I don't want us to become cyborgs. But I'm just saying that it, in a certain respect, we already are. It's just that the data transfer is slower. We, we, we are already attached to our phones. We already have – if you don't have your phone, it feels yeah. like you're naked. You know you what know, I mean? You know, it's crazy, right? Because whenever I was 11 or 12 years old, right, I could recite anybody's phone number I wanted to call. Now it's if I lose my phone, I lose every single contact that I have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. especially like when I when I was a kid, like friends that I wanted to hang out with after school, like I would have to either write that down, stick it in my backpack, or yeah. make sure I remember that shit to tell my parents to call <laughs> when they when I get home, or I'm not hanging out with that friend. Period. End of story. Because yeah. I don't I'm have their number. Friend. I don't like. You know what I mean? There was no. <laughs> Like I didn't, and even when Facebook became a thing, I wasn't, my mom was kind of strict. I wasn't allowed to have one. Um, and you know, she obviously didn't want her kids getting like sold on the black market. And I get that. Um, and that's why originally mm -hmm. Facebook, you had to be 13 to even have one. Um, yeah. but like, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it has become such a, and Nowadays we can't live without technology and we were talking about before the show how like we're doing mic checks and everything and I was saying it's a pain in the ass and I hate technology but I can't live without it. I couldn't do this show without it, you know. However, however, you know, um there are there are there are wonderful advances that come with technology. Like well, okay, for yeah. instance, for instance, right? Okay. So so a lot of people are like, "Wow, man, did you did you see that, you know?" 
you know, this happened and this happened and this happened. You know, it's crazy that the world is getting so bad. Well, you don't understand. The world was this bad in 1960. The problem was, was information wasn't out there. Now everyone's connected. Yeah. You, right? Yeah. You know, you know yeah. about, you know, about some Karen yelling at a gas station in fucking minutes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But see, but see back then, back then, you know, the world wasn't as connected back then as it is today. You know what I mean? Okay. It's not like, it's not like, you know, you know, these, these horrible things just now started happening. You know what I mean? They've been happening for a long time. It's just nobody, nobody really knew about it. You know what I mean? And it wasn't, to me, it wasn't as widespread knowledge. People, okay. So people say that, um, we're on the verge of world war three and, and on certain aspects, I kind of agree with that because, the whole world is in turmoil and, and whatnot. But on the other hand, I think that part of what caused or or at least um, contributed to us having not one but two world wars is lack of information, lack of lack of connectivity. It's he said. It's yeah. he said. She said. It's the game of telephone. And now you got fucking yeah. Russia mad at China or us mad at them for something he said that they said that. And but now it's. Donald Trump can just fucking tweet the fucking leader of North Korea and directly just directly tweet him right on right on Twitter and fucking you know what I mean? The connectivity has become which is on one hand, it's helpful. And on one hand, it's dangerous for the first time in our lives, for the first time in human history, if for for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, for the first time, we have access to instant connectivity and instant uh and that and that is only within the last 15 to 20 years that that has happened 30 if you really if you really stretch it to the creation of the of the computer but like instant connectivity and the internet has only been around for 20 years if that well think about think about it like this i do digital marketing right okay i do i do digital marketing and people are people people are surprised right because i get i get i get people that actually come to, come to me and they say you know my business sells this or my business sells that i need to find people that you know are interested in this or this or this or whatever right so i give them two options right i tell them i say listen i can build you a self working platform that will allow you to get leads all the time constantly right I said, however, it's going to take time to push traffic through that. Or, or what I can do is I can back math it and I can say, okay, well, if you're selling this product and you're looking for people between the ages of this and this inside of an income neighborhood around this income, and you're looking for, you know, people that are interested in this, 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 and this, and this, and I can find anybody's name, address, phone number, email address, and anything else for free on the internet. Yeah, it, that's absolutely, it, it's insanity. And it, like I said, it, like for the first time, we're able to be instantly connected, which is great. And yeah. it has em- enormous advantages, especially um, with what we do with our art and whatnot for the, you know, this is the biggest time for independent artists and independent podcasts and, and, and stuff like that. Um, I mean, people, people on TikTok are just, 
becoming millionaires off of stupid dance videos that look like a, a fish out of water. I swear to God. I don't even know what's going on with some of these dances lately, but I saw some the other day that was like just some some guy like wobbling his knees back and forth and looking like he has a seizure. I don't know. But anyway, every, if they can get famous off of that, I mean that's that's we can you know the 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 connectivity and the and the ability to put yourself out there and, and get noticed is absolutely insane. But also the ability um for instant um backlash and I mean, if you go in any, pick any YouTube video at all that has over a thousand views, pick any YouTube video at all that has over a thousand video views, you go in the, that comment section and immediately you're going to find at least one argument, one person oh, yeah. that just came on there oh, to say some shit or argue with somebody or fucking just literally, I, I, I see a video about a, a Deadpool or Spider-Man and I go into the comments to see like what interesting theories people have about the movies. And it's just all people fighting about the fucking actor. And then like, like, you know what I mean? For the first time we're able to, and it's made us so desensitized to other people's feelings. Cause we're never going to see that person. We can just say whatever the fuck we want. We can just be mean and cruel and fucking, and, and, and we don't connect with it. We don't have any empathy uh, on a personal level where they're just a name on a screen, you know? So, so when I was when I was when I was heavily into marketing, right? My phone never left my hand, ever. Okay, um, and it got it got so bad, it got so bad that my wife had to remind me, you you have kids, you have a life outside of that little box. You know what I mean? And that's how that that poem came about. You know, and. It's scary. Uh, it's scary. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I'm gonna, I, I, would, I'm gonna, I would. I would. I would. I would spend between 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 seventeen and nineteen hours a day on this phone. Damn. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's a lot, man. I mean, that doesn't even leave much room for sleeping or eating. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, no, man. Yeah. But uh, I I appreciate you uh, taking your time to. Uh, be on your phone now at least <laughs> because oh, yeah, without yeah, it, like yeah. I said, like well, I said, well, man, yeah. it, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a delicate, it's a delicate balance. Cause we get to do amazing things like this. Set, and then there's that other boundary. Right, right. I set, I set boundaries and I said, you know what? After this time at night, my phone goes off. You know what I mean? There you go. And yeah, that, that that's, good. you know, yeah. So I, yeah. I, it's, I like you know, it's, we'll, uh, we'll pull, uh, we'll pull you as other artists up. And see what they thought of your piece. Uh, I don't know if Leanne was able to get to it, but um, James. Yeah, I, I like you know, I like the conversation, explanation, and stuff after it too. I mean, so far, you know, it's a it's a babble nation right now. Doom scrolling is fucked up. That's just uh, that's how it is. I throw my phone away from me as uh, often as I can. So uh, you know, I, yeah, I hate well, that you. shit. Yeah, <laughs> but the piece was good. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's definitely a piece that more people need to hear, uh, for sure. And and obviously, like I said, the only way to get it out there is unfortunately through technology. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, but which which kind of makes it uh, it's like a catch twenty two. It's in a way, you know, 
Uh, you need you need you need the technology to get the word out there that technology's bad. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, man, I I appreciate you sharing with that with us, and it was it was definitely a dope piece. Um, Thank you. If we have time and you still feel like it, uh, you want to get to your third piece, we'll catch you again in a few minutes. All right. All right, man. So we're going to go back to Mr. James here. All right. Ready for, your, ready for your second piece? I am. Which one do you want me to do? I could do Drive or Wicked. You tell me which one you want to hear. Um, well, we'll go. Let's go with Wicked. All right. We'll get it queued up here and we will do it. So oh, actually, that's pretty apropos because it uh, it's another one that's kind of about homelessness and um, and it fits in with the new book release. Like I said, it's coming out April 2nd. Impressions of a bougie homeless guy. This is wicked. All right. Rest is for the wicked. The wicked indeed, or at least for the wicked like me, rest and peace and solace filled sleep when my wicked needs. Yet it's never set aside in that place and my brain always bleeds and a storm rolls in outside these corrugated paper walls and I wonder if the storm sounds the same to those who have a home somewhere away from here, away from it all. Thunder hammering on the roof sent down from Odin's favorite sun and the rain drops in the same way. And I listen to its colors and tones laying in the dark, inside out and alone. Through fractured dreams I see fluidly flowing blues, midnight and violet, constantly enhancing darkness's haunting hues. The cracking whiteness of bright sheets of paper light does its best to flash life across the somber landscape of night's tarry night. And the stars hide behind and above the storm, behind wispy wafts of Stygian smoke posing as clouds. And the colors are loud, and the sky chokes and sputters, and the moon behind shudders and shivers in the cold space beyond the weathered scrum where oxygen withers and before the specter of dawn shows its sun. And I lay there in witness to all of it, wicked as can be, where I realize it is in that view, that paradigm of wickedness, that wicked is all I see. Dude, fuck yeah. I like that one, man. And I, I like the opening line, Re uh, fucking uh, rest is for the wicked, at least the wicked like me. And there was another line that um, also really caught my attention. Uh, I wonder, I lay there and I wonder if the storm sounds the same to people who don't have a home. Um, that, that really caught my attention and really like centered the whole piece for me. Um, and kind of like, that was kind of like a very grounding line, like almost like a hook for a song. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it definitely like brought the whole piece together like that. Um, and I love the way you, you the, the metaphors about the storm and the way you uh, just, just made me visualize that storm and, and laying there and watching it and um, the, the colors and the, the um, sounds and the sights. And it, it was just, like I said, you are phenomenal with your imagery. Um, and like I said, that, that, that piece Cause I often 
Like there's all, there's always that, like, you know, uh, we were talking about at the beginning of the show, things your mom used to say to you, you know, all oh, eat your dinner. Cause there are starving children in Africa, uh, who don't have like that was, that's always the line that people use, you know, they're starving children, they're starving children everywhere. They're starving children in America. But, uh, the point is that is kind of, sometimes you, you sit there and you wonder what, um, or at least I do what, what the, what other people are going through, you know, and, I have, I have friends who are homeless and, and sometimes I sit there and I'm, and I just wonder like, you know, are they, are they safe? Are they warm? Are, you know, and just every, like, well, I'm going through my everyday experiences. Sometimes I neglect to uh, think about the experiences of other people because I'm just so caught up in, you know, you know, my everyday life, getting bills paid, getting my show done, getting whatever I need to get done. Um, that you, you don't often stop to think, um, sometimes about what, uh, other people are going through at the same time. Like you're, you're, you're sitting there an hour from work, tired as hell, your legs hurt. But at the same time, there's some guy on the side of the street freezing his ass off in nothing but a t-shirt and has nothing to eat. And you know what I mean? Like, uh, shit could be a lot worse. And a lot of people take that for granted, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I can remember my mother saying, yeah, there's starving people right here in, the, in America and stuff like that. But, you know, today, I think we do a good job of feeding our people. I do. Uh, we are fat as hell in this country. I mean, walk down the street, man, go in a grocery store. We are fucking fat as hell in this country. Yeah, but, but I think not, that's more. not putting our people to bed in houses at night. No, and honestly, I think the the fattening of America is more of a, a war strategy than anything. Because make make no mistake, make no mistake, there is a war between the government and the people, and it is all in them making us fight against each other and making us as fat and stupid and weak and sick as possible. Um, so the fattening and the diseasing of America is part of a war strategy, in my opinion. Um, to just make, just because that's how you can, it's, it's control. You, you control the people. And if you're, I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're 500 pounds, you can't run, you know? And that's, that's like, that's a, at a simple, that's a, that's a simple fucking, you know, but at, at the, but it also, when you, when we eat that kind of like McDonald's, there was a whole guy who did a, um, documentary about it called Super Size Me and his whole he ate nothing but McDonald's for like six months and his whole body went out of whack. Like yeah, he, was mentally, yeah. he was mentally he was mentally fucked up. He was physically fucked up. And they do that on purpose to make us weak, to make us fucked up. So that we can't yeah, I think don't eat that shit. <laughs> I don't eat that shit. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I think I think there's uh but at but at the same time, like we um we have a heart. I mean, not just homelessness, but even like these tragedies, uh, like in California and in Maui, Maui. And I've talked about this multiple times. I think, um, on the show or at least on Deep Cuts episode, the the fires in Maui and the compensation those people got. Uh, it was like a one time payment of seven hundred dollars, which is fucking appalling for the tragedy that they suffered um and we didn't give them shit and they're they're one of our 50 states um but yeah, we but just we'll kind of billions of fucking dollars over to israel for uh you know uh, basically a, 
feeding a feeding a fucking modern day genocide. But uh, the right. people in our own country, we don't take care of. Let's just get them fat as hell, and then let's make them sleep outside too. That that'll solve everything, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, man, I appreciate you bringing light to that shit and, and, and out, being out here speaking the word. You said uh, you you said something on the Deep Cuts episode. Actually, it's right there on your thing. Soldier of the word. You're yeah. most definitely a soldier of the word, brother, yeah. and I appreciate yeah. it. Um, I'm going uh, to bring these other guys up here, see what they thought, right. if they're still with us. Um, are, are you guys still with us? They might have. Oh, they're back. Yeah. What'd y'all think of uh, James's piece? I liked it. Did y'all see my fat ass cat? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, I think we might have lost. Talking about fat people. But um, yeah, no, I I really like that piece. I really enjoyed it, man. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get to we'll get to Leanne's we'll get to Leanne's next piece. Um, and I don't know if David is going to be with us. He looks like he's having some trouble here. Um, but if you'd like to uh, do drive before we end the show, you're more than welcome to. All right, sounds good. If I got enough battery left for my my MiFi, I can I can hang in and do it. If I cut out, I'm gonna be I'm out of juice. Yeah, you're good, man. All right, all right, all right, Leanne. What's this next piece you got for us? I have no idea. I haven't named it yet because I just wrote it like either yesterday or early this morning. I can't remember. And then yeah. All right. So, well, we'll just go untitled, no and I'll drop myself out of here. All right. Stuck in place. The emotion of wonder is written all over your face. When, why, and how to change my ways. Relive the questions asked every single day. Just wish I would have listened to what my elders were trying to say. Never thought my life, yeah, I threw it all away. So I ask myself every day. Will I ever be happy, content, and okay? This, I'm not sure. Still stuck in this place. Change has to come this way. This is what I hope for today. I have to be brave, no matter what happens, and thrown in my face. I know I'll be okay. Still running the same race, at the same pace, every fucking day. <laughs> Can I will continue for the rest of my days. Because sooner or later, or sooner or later, I'll finish the race, no matter what place, as long as I keep smiling and keep my faith. No matter what, I'll be okay. Try for something better and new every damn day. I like that, man. I like that. That was inspirational. And I, and I, and I like, um, it kind of tied into like what we were saying about our parents and, um, what, what they taught us kind of being our legacy um, and just trying to be better each day and be a better person than, uh, you know, take the best parts of our parents and, and try to use them to be the best people we can 
Uh, so yeah, I really appreciated that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, if it's worth it, damn. I just wrote it. But... Oh, no. No, no, I, I liked it. I liked it. I didn't know which one I should read because I wrote like three. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah, it was really good. I'm going to um see what these guys thought about it. Uh, what'd you think, James? I, I loved it, man. And, you know, again, I think the thing is when you're, when you got something new and you're debuting it on a, on a live show like that, that takes stone. So I uh, pretty, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. You did good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, David, are you with us? Hello? All right. Maybe he's not. I I can't I can't hear him. He's he's having some technical issues. It's okay. Um, but yeah, Leanne, thank you for sharing that with us. And I definitely connected with it. Uh, and uh I wanna read I wanna read all you guys' pieces like in text. Uh so if you could if you could send me um your pieces at go. some point for sure. I definitely oh, you're back, David, you're yeah, back. I'm back. I'm back. All right, hell yeah. Were you able to kill you? So no, no, I did not. I did not catch Leanne's piece, unfortunately. But um, so the thing was, was I turned on Wi-Fi and everything went went black. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. it was your system. It was your system flicking, uh, switching over between data and Wi-Fi. You yeah. lost connection for a moment there. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Leanne. Uh, we really appreciate you sharing that with us, uh, David. Did you want to do a third piece? Um, sure. All right, cool. We'll uh, we'll get you to that, and then we'll uh, do James's third piece, and uh, we'll get out of here. Um, All right. Let me Thank see. Uh, there we go. Sorry, my computer went all wonky. We're all having technical difficulties. It's all right. <laughs> all right. So, what's this piece? So, this piece I wrote. Um, I wrote for a group that uh, me and Lorlin created uh called your dark self poetry contrast yeah yeah yeah. i'm part of that yeah. i'm part of that yeah. group go go check yeah. it out on facebook y'all your dark yeah. self poetry contest great group yeah. and great uh, so so we were we were we were having contests and uh and we wanted to write a poem that would you know be you know somewhat scary or whatever you know and uh I wrote this Lawrence, poem called- dude. I tell you what, when it when it comes to horror and and scary writing, Laurelin is one of the fucking best. Absolutely. Her shit makes my fucking skin crawl cool. in yeah. a good way, like well, yeah. in a bad way. But like, it, it's good that she's talented. Like the the good part is that she's talented enough to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that the feelings that I get from a Stephen King movie or a book are good. They're not positive feelings, but he's an amazing writer for making me feel those things. And she's the same way. So yeah, any, any, uh, any contribution she had on anything scary is I'm sure fantastic. Man. Absolutely. So, so you, so you would, so you would imagine, you know, you know, with, with her writing the way that she writes, I have to try to come as hard as I can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, so, so I, I created this piece called the carnival and, uh, she loved it. She said, that's a, that's a great piece. I love that. 
you sent and, it to uh, me. You sent it to me a couple yeah. of days ago. I, I listened to it. Yeah. It it reminded me right off of Laurel and stuff. I was like, oh, this is this is that. And the way you read it too on that on that um, thing. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear you perform it. So I'm gonna oh, drop myself you. out of here. I'll let you get to it, man. All right. A carnival. Welcome to the carnival. Come and ride the rides. But as you enter this sinister venture, beware of what's inside. All the clowns make horrible sounds and blood covers their face. Tattered clothes of battered souls with minds no longer in place. They roam around the carnival grounds like killer robots. The blood spots, I'm sorry, their, their overalls befalls all the, all the, all the blood spots. A body's thrown down on pallets and hit with mallets that made, <laughs> sorry, that made the, made the dang polka dots. The ones they like, they hang on a spike and tie them together with wires. Then get off to the sounds of the screams they make when being pinched with pliers. The razor blade above the face makes a so sorry. The razor the razor blade across the face makes a bigger grin. Below the nose, the razor goes just above the, the chin. They work they work to the sound of the merry-go-round plotting your demise. They they drag you down to the ground before the wound dries. Then they, they package you up with maggots and such to help breed the flies. There's landmines placed at all the escapes in case you try to run. You can come in, but once you begin, now you're a part of the fun. That was dope. That was dope. And we got Brandon over here. He's giving his two cents. He was, That was dope. Here, I'll, I'll pop you up on screen. Turn your camera on, bro. You fucking give, give your... Give your Hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was super dope, super dope, man. Uh, it, it was dark, and I love the I love the flow and the and the rhyme scheme of it. Um, yeah. razor blade, uh, like yeah, mm-hmm. that 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 was dope. It 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 was um definitely like it made me it made me think of like ho- kind of horrorcore rap. Um, yeah. in, insane, in insane clown posse almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that kind of that kind yeah. of vibe. Um, razor blade just above the face. Yeah, like ah, uh, yeah. it's like it, it's it's great. It's just it, that was that was awesome, and um, I I encourage people to go check that out. Um, and I will actually, if you want, since I have the video, I can post it on my thing. Um, yeah, sure. but on on his uh, what is it? What's the name of your uh, your other TikTok that you had? Poetry the gift. For that i will not boast because in this king poetry king of all poetry underscore yeah. king of all that's the one that it's on um yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah make sure y'all go check that out because it's super awesome and the way he reads it on that too um with the graphic and the and the um sound effect just super dope um but yeah that was great piece and uh very very reminiscent of uh you you definitely came with it with, as far as as far as writing to Laurelin's style and and um yeah yeah I, I I like that I like that for sure for sure and and shout out shout out to Laurelin again. Um, oh, yeah. for, well, you know the thing is, you know, you know, I love I love writing horror poetry. I do. Um, the prob the problem is 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 whenever whenever I write. I try to add as much detail as possible, mm-hmm. right? Because because I want it. I want I want people to be able to actually picture it. You know what I mean? And so, like like if you if you ever read my poem called Love, it's about it's about spousal abuse. You could mm-hmm. I mean like 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 
you can you could literally picture it. Like, I mean, it's it's crazy. But yeah, yeah I, I like to I like to add in add in as much as much detail as possible. I like that. I like that. And that's I mean, sometimes I find a hard balance between adding too much and adding too little. Um, but yeah, you definitely, and like I said, I've read a lot of your stuff and you definitely find a good balance of not over explaining, but not under either, yeah. you know, you you definitely, um, paint a, paint a pretty good picture and there's just enough detail to draw you in and make you, um, care about the, whatever the story you're telling or the, you know, the concept, um, you're, you're good at that for sure. For sure. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I appreciate you sharing that with us. I'm gonna bring. Uh, I think we lost Leanne. Her Wi-Fi might have cut out. I'm not sure, but what James? What'd you think? Uh, so uh, I like the illusion. That was good, and uh, and it got me thinking about killer clowns from outer space, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It scared the hell out of me when I was like nine. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it made me think of. Anyway, yeah. Killer clowns from outer space. I am gonna have to go check that one out. I am not yes, familiar with that. Do that. Do that. Totally. I'm not familiar. Killer clowns from outer space. All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Definitely, man. I, I I like that. I like that. And I, and I, honestly, I haven't written. Um, I wrote one thing back when I was in foster homes, where I can't remember much of it. But it was horrorcore, and I, I thinking I, I think I was talking about like burying a, a doctor in their lab coat behind a dumpster, or some some like crazy like fucked up Eminem type shit. Just like I was writing, I was listening to a lot of horrorcore rap, and that's like the closest thing I've ever written to anything um, like dark or what or, or like or not dark. I, all my stuff's dark, but uh, horrorcore or 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 horror or anything like that um but i'd be interested to kind of get into that and and try to see where where i could lead my pen yeah hey you know a lot you know so so i always tell myself you never know unless unless you actually try you know um and so so i have a i have a thing that i actually share out a link uh where that where that people can actually sorry where that where that where people can actually request poems and i write i write poetry for people a lot um so i'll get i'll get anywhere between 55 and 100 100 requests a week and i'll just damn right about you know what i mean but um yeah that's cool man that's cool oh yeah dude i really well i really appreciate you sharing that with us thank you um and uh yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the show. If you want to stick around till the end, I'll just bring everybody up just to thank you one more time. And uh, yeah, bro. Appreciate it. I'm going to uh, drop you out and we'll do, uh, what was it? Drive? Drive. Yep. I'll give you a little setup. So, um, I mean, I travel around a lot. I wrote this one in the car going, uh, going to a, a, a stage show and it's just about uh, observations while you're driving and kind of how your brain wanders, you know, and you just think about random fucking shit sometimes and uh, just kind of brings it around. So that's the setup. It's called Drive. All right, cool. John, my video. Painted lines, green highway signs, reflection stripes and brush colored brush. 
velvety violet gray asphalt on the ground, gravelly grooves, concrete slush, beautiful traction. And I look around hard on believing above the sun's beating, the air streaming, and the sound of tires and motors screaming. How the road can fill up the hollow inside. Roads between here, there, and everywhere stifling my running hide, deflating my polka dot parachute, and generally pacifying my jitterbuggy mind. So I don't give a shit. So I don't care about any of it. Is it mental masturbation, thought process subjugation, subjective signals and information, distraction, reaction, extrasensory perception dumbed down? And I frown because I lost my place. I lost the why I'm in this fucking race. And then again, was it even a race in the first place? Or just monkey shines all the time? Or is it all in my mind? Damn. Energy beaming, batshit, country, rat riddled, visual hallucination, audible paradiddle, telepathy steaming along, fortune teller programming, rewiring, wrong. Code flaw, ball crystal mystic, some source sending misery, poison program psyche, energy algorithm pissing on me. Duality interchange, one way a captive, one way free, most days neither switch back even feels like me. Man, I shake my head, ears ringing in dread, tears in my eyes, blood pressure rise, and I tell myself to focus on the road ahead and just fucking drive. I like that, and I like how you ended it too. I like how you ended that um, with with just bringing it. Bring, bring, you went on this long tangent of um, intra, introspective thoughts. And then brought it back to just, I, and I tell myself just focus on the road and drive because at the end of the day, like you can, uh, the way I took it at least is you, you, uh, I most people have heard the Serenity Prayer. I'm sure you've heard the Serenity Prayer. A prayer, um, you know, you have to accept the things you cannot change and know the difference between the things you cannot change, you know, the things you have the power to change, and the things you don't. Um, and and that that kind of what how I took that line is just like I I focus on the road ahead because that's what I can control right now. I can control this car. I can control this road. I control, uh, you know, where I'm, where I'm headed. Um, uh, but I, I, I get, a, I, unfortunately my car is in disrepair right now. So I haven't had a lot of time to go around cruising, but um, it was something that I really like to do is, is go around and just, I mean, not even have a destination, just go and, and, and take a road and drive it and see where my thoughts lead me and see where the car leads me. Um, and I've gotten some of my most deep, um, concepts and, and, um, you know, lines and stuff for pieces out, out of doing that. Um, and I, uh, I love that line where you said the road, uh, the road fills up the hollow. I, I'm misquoting the whole line cause I didn't write the whole thing down, yeah. but, yeah. um, it's all right. It say, uh, um, let me get there. How the road can fill up the hollow inside. Roads between here, there, and everywhere, stifling my running hide. That, yeah. Yes, yes. That line, that line resonated with me so much, so much. That's such a good line, and and the rhyme scheme of it, the flow of it, it's it's fucking awesome, man. I really, I really like that. Really like that piece, and I Thank really like how it was. It was structured 
like a poem, but it was also more of just a um, monologue, an inner monologue. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, and at the end there where it's focused on the road ahead and just drive it. I have a tendency. I probably should have qualified this in the beginning, Dylan. I am not a very good driver. I'm just going to tell you that right off the I really am not. I don't really hit shit, but I wander and I do shit and I text and I sing and fucking write and do whatever I got on the road. And, 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 and uh, you know, um, but so that's kind of what that is, is bringing it back around and saying, shut that shit off, audible, paradiddle, visual hallucinations, all of that shit going on because I need to focus. So I, I don't know this for sure, but I could have probably came up with that end because I probably almost hit something. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I've, I've had, I've had quite a few moments like that and I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but I will. And, and I, speech to text is a lifesaver for me when I have yeah. a thought in my head, I need to get it down and hit that speech to text button and just, uh, you know, narrate it into my phone. Um, absolutely Dict dictate, dict dictating with your phone is a lifesaver, literally a lifesaver, uh, nowadays. Yeah. It, it could yeah. definitely be a lifesaver for me. Yeah, I feel that, man. I feel that. Um, I'm gonna bring, uh, I'm gonna bring, Mr. Total Poetry up here. See what he thought. Man, so you know, you know, I love, I love that piece because, like he was, like he was saying, it was like your inner, inner monologue talking. It wasn't, it wasn't like you talking. It was just your thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so, you know how that, how that it, it wrapped around every possible you know, other thing that you could be thinking about besides what that you're actually doing, you know? Um, I mean, great, great piece. I loved it. I Thank loved you. it. Great piece. Uh, hell yeah. And Brandon's over here cheering you on too. He, All right. Brandon. Drop the hammer. Uh, yeah, he's, I don't know if you can hear him cause the mic's a little quiet, but he's saying that the piece I have tonight that I'm going to share here in just a minute, um, it, it kind of, it, it does a little bit. It is, it's an inner monologue. Um, and it's, uh, oh, so geez, I didn't mean to, uh, it's an inner monologue and it's, um, it's called memory lane and it's, it actually starts off. It's, it's walking rather than driving. Um, All but right. it is, it All is, uh, very along the same lines. You're right, Brandon. So thank you. Um, that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop you guys down here. And, uh, this one is called Memory Lane. <clears throat> As I walk these old roads, the sun boiling me from the inside out. My shadow pulls me towards the ground, as if daring me to look closer, to come nearer, to dig deeper, to pry into the deep, thick, dark dirt underneath and drag up the broken skeletons and buried treasures of my past that I didn't know were still down there. I choke on the air around me as though it is the smoke of burning souvenirs and forgotten keepsakes collected over the years. <clears throat> I've walked these roads under sunshine. I've walked these roads through storms. I've walked these roads in the eerie silence of night. I've walked these roads in the crisp fog of early morning. I've walked these roads with friends and I have walked these roads with enemies and I have walked these roads alone. As I walk now, I can feel the impression of those memories sunken into the land beneath my feet, like the like an oil spill, the land becoming so saturated with the past that I start to sink in it. I know that if I do not keep moving forward, I will surely be sucked into the fathomless depths of memory and be trapped forever lost in the sands of time. 
the worst part, I suppose, is that a part of me, a big part, wants to sink. Sometimes part of me just wants so desperately to abandon the path ahead and live the rest of my life living in the nostalgia of better times. So I keep one foot in front of the other and try to my best to stay sane. But if my past comes back to haunt us and he's looking for someone to blame, give that kid a walking stick and tell him I'm waiting on memory lane. And that is memory lane. What'd you guys think? Wow. That was, uh, that was I think that was the best piece that I've heard you do on here. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's the one I've heard you do. That was that was an awesome piece, Dylan. I love yeah. that. Thanks. That's it. a that's um, man. That's been in my vault for a while because I I appreciate you saying that's one of the best you've heard or the best you've heard because I I didn't I didn't think so for a while. I really didn't think so for a while, and I kind of had it in the vault just like this because it it wasn't really a poem to me so much as an inner monologue. Um, until I add until I added that last line. Uh, which was, I think, a few months after I wrote the piece or just that monologue, I added the line about, like, if the past comes to haunt us, you know, give that kid a walking stick and tell him I'm waiting on memory lane because it wrapped up the piece. But until then, it didn't really feel like a poem to me. It just kind of felt like a monologue. So I wasn't sure really where I was going to fit it in my my poetry thing, but I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. I like. Hey, but, man, it's a poem when you say it's a poem. It's whatever you say it is. You do you better than anybody else does you. So when you're, you know, uh, writing or, or, re or uh, reciting what you what you feel, I always say I write what I feel. I feel what I write, you know, and if you're doing that, you're true to yourself. I don't care if they call it poetry or fucking graffiti or what, call it whatever the hell you want. You know, it's art. And it was good. Thank you. I appreciate so that. Yeah. So we are, we are our biggest critics, no matter what, right? Okay. Um, so I've written, like I've said, 11,000 poems or better, okay? And of those, I probably like three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 tend, I tend to be very critical. I, I, I don't put, I don't share something unless i'm very like very confident and very like but on quite honestly first reason i pulled that out of the vault was i haven't been writing much lately so i didn't have much else to share um and two i uh i vibe with james's style and and um he and i and i kind of thought that i kind of had i kind of had a sense that um that piece would fit with um the 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 vibe of the show tonight and and what what james was doing um so i definitely i definitely nailed that you're right brandon you're right yeah i, I like the i like the way you know the whole the whole un unearthing of a of a skeletons and whatnot i mean that was that was uh I don't know. It just, it just, you know, created, created that dang mental, mental, mental picture, you know, walking, walking through like a Sahara desert almost, you know what I mean? And with, yeah. with like, with like a, with like an endless, an endless road ahead. You know what I mean? I wrote it. Well, I wrote it. Um, I wrote it walking down a dirt road in 90 degree heat. I was, uh, <laughs> I mean, the poem starts out as I walk down the road, my, my son blew me from the inside out. Yeah. Like that was a real, I that was just pulling from my, like, uh, and, and it was, I was just walking down the road and I was thinking of like, I have lived in this town like for seven, eight years now. And, and 
a lot of that was high school where some of that was my most impressionable memories. Um, mm. And just thinking of just a lot of, uh, I've walked that same road under a lot of different circumstances. Um, and there are just so many, and, and there are just so many memories. Like I see a certain tree or a, or a landmark or something, and it just brings back like a flood of emotions and a flood of memories. Um, and cause I, and I, and I still walk down that road. I still walk down that road to this day. You know what I mean? Um, it's literally right. The road that I'm thinking of is this one right down here. But I also, um, but it's it's a very relatable poem, I think, because a lot of people probably have that road that they think of when I when I read that poem. There's someone. Most people think of like, oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know that road. Like I know, I know that neighborhood. I, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I it, like I said, it was a, it was an inner monologue. It was kind of just like my inner thoughts of just like, man, I, I this, and all the memories I've gone through too. And the thing I kind of didn't touch on in the poem is like all the memories and all the things that I, how much I've changed. That road still looks the same as it did six years ago. They don't, they still don't fuck. They still don't grate the thing properly. It still, <laughs> still has potholes everywhere. It still looks exactly the fucking same. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, that's all of your, uh, all of your hard earned tax dollars put to work. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate you listening. I really appreciate you guys being here. It's been great. Everybody go subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeart, all Pandora, all of them everywhere. Go, go subscribe. And, uh, we'll catch you again next week at Saturday or on Saturday at 9 p.m. Peace out, everybody.